Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor here at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Taylor Raglan, who does sports for Plano, Allen, and Lake Cities, as well as Brian Murphy, who is a sports editor for our Frisco, Little Elm, and Salina papers. And gentlemen, we're here to talk some awesome home stretch baseball. We've got three games left in the regular season, which means district title races, playoff races, seeding races, all sorts of races are uh, are still uh, are still up for grabs within our respective districts. You got some where things are kind of have kind of fallen into place. You know who's going to be, you know, vying for the district title. You know the four teams that are in the playoffs. And then you've got districts like 66A <laughs> and 135A which are just every night it is just thrown completely into chaos. So, we're going to focus on those districts, the districts where there's still plenty to be settled over this next week and a half. Um, I mean, we just mentioned 66A Taylor. That seems like a perfect <laughs> way to start because sure. this district, man, let let's get wild 66A. <laughs> this district is is just man, I cannot recall just across just across the six six a sports in general um, since this district was first uh, was first created. Uh, a situation quite like this, where we've got three games left in the regular season and nobody has clinched a playoff spot. <laughs> There's you have five teams. You have actually technically six teams are still alive. Yeah, as far as yeah, McKinney look, also yes. down there still alive. You've got all right, so here's just to give folks an update. Here's what happened um, after Tuesday night. Um, you've got a team. You, we do have a team that's all alone in first place. Miraculously, Allen is uh, in first place. They are at eight and three. Um, but then um, after last night's results, we have a four-way tie for second place. <laughs> yeah, we have a mess. Is what we have. We have a mess. It's it's ridiculous. It's seven and four, featuring Plano Senior, Plano West, McKinney Boyd, and Denton Geyer. And then you've got McKinney, who is um. What, do we recall McKinney's record offhand? They're seven and four. I believe McKinney's, they won yesterday, right? McKinney's that five makes and them six. Five and six. McKinney's five and six. So McKinney's still mathematically alive, albeit their road to hoe is a little bit more difficult than the um than the aforementioned uh, five teams. But you know, as you've seen there, the, within those top five, you've got fourteen. All five can conceivably they they could all win the district. They could mm-hmm. all miss the play. Miss. It, it, is yeah. that, it is that crazy right now, and you just, you know, I can't recall just another sport in 66A where that's been like that, where you've had this much just balance and parity so late into the season. Usually, you've got a team or two that's kind of separated themselves from the uh, from the pack, but that is that's not the case. So, um, so we're going to ask the tough questions right now, specifically. <laughs> right. Well, Taylor, let's see. I mean, we've of these five and I guess six teams, who's winning this district oh between 66A? Well, I mean. <laughs> It's it's so hard to to put to put a thumb on Allen right now. I mm-hmm. think is is the real question because it's hard to go against them because mm-hmm. they've they found ways to win baseball games all year long. But it's also still hard for me to believe in them. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word, but like they it, they are playing one run games mm-hmm. almost constantly. They are scratching out wins almost constantly. You go watch them play in person, and there's nothing 
particularly impressive about them, and, and I don't mean that's, that even in a negative a negative way. That sounds so mean, It sounds mean, but but it's it's the truth. I mean, they're they're obviously finding ways to win. They're obviously mm-hmm. a good a good team in that regard. Like at the end of the day, it's about winning baseball mm-hmm. games, and Allen has certainly figured out a recipe for for winning mm-hmm. baseball games. But you know, when you go watch them play, it's all just you know, head coach Paul Coe likes to talk a lot about compete and mm-hmm. it's usually a cliche, but it's really not. Like yeah. you go watch them and it's all it's compete, it's effort, it's you know, we're gonna scratch and claw for, you know, every run that we get mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna come out on top somehow, some way, and they have <laughs> to this point. So it, it's hard to to bet against them. Uh, but at the same time, it's just everything else is so up in the air. I could easily see Pueno, uh in theory, even though they, they lost to West earlier this week by seven, yeah. uh, in theory has, I think, the easiest road through. Uh, they'll have East uh, next week, who has uh, been eliminated and... and um, but it's still a rivalry, right, though. But yeah, yeah. The, the, again, you, you never, never know. East could East could jump up mm-hmm. and, and spoil Plano, and and who knows? But um, I guess as of right now, you got to go with the, the the lead horse. But like you said, it's just it's a mess. It's completely up in the air, and and I could see any number of probably those five teams finishing finishing in first. You mentioned Allen and nothing, um, you know, it is, you know, kind of from a timeliness standpoint, you know, entering this week, Allen, you mentioned the one-run games. They had played three consecutive one-run games, and they were 2-1 and one in that stretch. Um, let's see, they had to, and this is just a team that, you know, uh, tough to get a, you know, tough to get a read on them. They did mount a six-run comeback to beat <laughs> Denton Geyer in the bottom of the seventh inning in one eight to seven, and then they uh, they lost 4-3 to three to McKinney, got that win again, got that win back against McKinney 6 to five in the next meeting, but then they finally look like you know a team that should be in first place when they right. just completely just wipe the floor with Plano East right. fifteen to two. That far was kind of away. the first time. That oh yeah, far and away their best offensive yeah. showing of district. And um, it, but then you look at I think the the thing with trying to gauge these uh, you know just these teams that are still vying for these playoff spots um, as far as kind of who to place above another is just how what your schedule has left, right. what kind of schedule you have left. And you know we mentioned this the last time we talked about Allen, despite you know this, some of the results maybe not being the most eye-catching, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you just kind of comb through box scores and when you see them in person, they still did play what was a very back-loaded or I guess you should say front-loaded. Front-loaded. Yeah, yeah front-loaded yeah, uh, district schedule with when they played all of, like, you look at these teams that are um, that are all... They've played everybody. Attention. They played, yeah, their first five series were all against those top, you know, those top five, six teams yep. in the district. And so now that they've finished, that they've emerged from that, uh, from that rubble, um, in first place, they've got Plano East rounding right. out this week, and then they got last place Wiley next week. Right. So you would just say, just on strength of schedule, you would th- think the district is playing is Allen's to lose. But um, you know, as we've seen though, they I mean they've shown they uh, a propensity to kind of make things a little bit trickier mm-hmm. for themselves than they need to be. But again, like you said, it's it's a team where you could apply just about every cliche in the book yeah. to them. I mean, they they really do just grind out and just find ways to win, as as generic and baseless as that as that sounds. Right. So um so we're kind of in, in agreement though that we think Allen has mm-hmm. the more realistic road to hoe as far as winning six X A. Right. A good team's gonna get left out though. Oh so my gosh. of the uh, yeah. of these other teams, um, you know, not so much who we see getting the other three playoff spots, but which team do you feel right now with three games left could um I guess stand the strongest likelihood, at least among those top five of being on the outside looking in? I think the tough part is that, you know, I have all the, the remaining schedules here in front of me and, yeah. and I think every team you could make a case for why they might 
you know, drop two more yeah. games or, or, or win out or, or, you know, somewhere in the middle. Um, but I guess my gut, and, and maybe this isn't fair because I don't think I've seen them play in person, uh, my gut says that maybe Boyd uh, doesn't get in. Interesting. Um, because Plano, I think, has had a pretty strong season. And you mentioned those rivalry mm-hmm. games. So you get the, the 7 nothing loss to West. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that could, you know, that could be a lot of things. That could be one game without timely hitting. That could be one game where West, you know, really gets up and, and becomes the, <laughs> the good version of their Jekyll and Hyde that they've been this season, which is a whole separate conversation with yeah. them <laughs> sweeping teams and being swept. I think their streak is still alive it's uh, for Friday. Actually, they, they finally broke it last night against Plano. It was 2-0-0-2, and then they beat, uh, they beat um, Plano last night. Right. Three straight for the first right. time. So, yeah, that's... Right, but they could still they they've either swept the opponent or been swept in every series, and that's still that's still live, which it's, is a crazy statistic. It's amazing that you're even in playoff contention when you've given up that many sweeps already. Crazy, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I mean, maybe it's not fair because I haven't seen um, a lot of Boyd. Mm. Um, but at the, at the same time, they went out and beat Geyer <laughs> earlier yeah. this week handily. So, so maybe I'm totally off base. But it also just shows, you know, how difficult it is to predict. So, mm-hmm. I think my gut says that Boyd, um, you know, they're going to have a matchup with McKinney, which is, you know, no team to to look over. Uh, another rivalry series. McKinney's uh, a next gamer. Week. They're a bunch of gamers, even though so, they're in sixth place. They've yeah. picked up some solid wins along the way and definitely Absolutely. muddied up this this Absolutely. playoff equation. So West. With the win over Plano, mm-hmm. play Plano again, and then play Geyer next week. Would you know? You could say that's easily the toughest schedule, but I think I like what I've seen mm-hmm. out of them, and I think I, I believe in them a little more to, to maybe finish strong, especially after the win over Plano. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plano has, like I mentioned, East next week, which yeah. you know, it, in all likelihood, should be two wins for them. And then Geyer has been, you know, from what I've seen, solid pretty much all season. It feels like Boyd is maybe the team that's made a little bit of a run uh, and will need to kind of sustain a run, whereas the other three, um, I mean, we talked about West being a little back and forth, and I think those two schools, West and Boyd, would be my candidates to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll lean Boyd. But, I mean, it's... It's almost impossible. I actually do kind of give Boyd a nod because you mentioned right now they are. You can make the case they are the hottest yeah. of these aforementioned teams. Yeah, and that teams. can go. That can go one way or another. Yeah. That can either go. You know, they continue their run and and stay peaking at the right time, or you know, it finally comes crashing down around them. But but that is true because I could, like I said, those are my two candidates, and you could easily see West. You know, they've been so back and forth that West maybe you know goes back down again and, and that's it. It does kind of feel though like Boyd is starting to really peak at the right time and I mean that was probably of last night just the score that probably I mean dropped at least oh, my, was, job, my yeah, job the most when you crazy. when you hand Denton Geyer a um, yeah. oh, 15, what was that final? 15 to 3. Yeah. Oh, 15 to 3. Serious. And this yeah. was I mean this is a Geyer team that very well could have moved into first place you know with a win and I mean Boyd like their offense has just gone up a notch just within the past uh, within these past few weeks. Um, last night you had two guys in the bottom third of the order um, let's see, I got their names right here. Chad Brown and Brooks Nightstep, who hit home runs for them. Mm-hmm. And this is just already complementing a, uh, a top half of the lineup that has just been money, just night in, night out, from, from McKinney Boyd. Um, I just, If you're looking just off of kind of how these teams are trending right now, I feel like Boyd definitely has a bit more working in its favor. I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I, I want to sound the alarm bells a little bit, though, for Geyer. And I don't want yeah. to like, kind of... Yeah. Come yeah. Off, but not so much that, though, but it's kind of when I, when I talk about how these teams are trending, you know, Geyer, you know, they lose last night to McKinney Boyd, but even prior to that, they're, um, they needed a walk-off to get past mm-hmm. last place Wiley, mm-hmm. and, I mean, the results have been a little bit more inconsistent on their side. The place started to veer a little bit off the, uh, you know, off the track.
backs after they had a bit of a, a bit of a hot start to district. Right. So um, and they've got a tough series next week against a West team that's mm-hmm. got some momentum right now. I mean, they're between them having to close against a surging Boyd team and a mm-hmm. West team that you know at least I mean, granted, again, it's just one game, you know. But last night, I mean, they looked just incredible against right. against Plano with them. Um, I mean, shutting down what had again been if it wasn't Boyd, you could argue Plano would have been the hottest team yeah. in the district, <laughs> and. Um, you know, just the uh, just the role that um, you know that West is on right now, and that's. I mean, I just think that you know, just the the difficulty to close. I, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking. So what you're saying is, the, is any of these teams could miss, and any they really could. But if <laughs> I get to pick one right now, I mean, I think I mean just off of kind of how these teams are trending, right. I kind of think Geyer might end up being the right. odd one I out. I can but see that. Who knows? Um, I mean, Brian, you got just. I'm uh, so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, dude, it's never a dull day covering it's District Six Six A. Six A is crazy in every sport. But everywhere. yeah, but thirteen five A though. I mean, you had. A scenario last night where I mean, just kind of talking about the, uh, the at least the top four. I mean, a top four that can fluctuate. Well, on now any it's given top night. five. Now so Lakeland separated themselves with the win over mm-hmm. Heritage last night. They held on to beat Heritage five to four, so they're nine and two. Lone Star hung on to uh, Pete Reedy in extra innings in fourteen, so now they're second place, eight and three. Reedy falls to seven and four. Heritage with the loss, they fall to seven and four. Centennial they beat Independence last night, so they're now six and five. They're making things really, really interesting. Next week, Centennial Heritage uh, series to end the season. That could be the fourth and final playoff spot right there. Who knows? Uh, I mean, Reedy, they play Lone Star again Friday night. Who knows? Wakeland Heritage, they still have a game to play Friday night. I mean, your guess is as good as mine to see who wins that. Well, day. guess what? We just uh, we just went on record and made a few uh, <laughs> a few picks, put our feet yeah. to the fire, and had to so. cross a few teams off. So let's see, let's start with the uh, I guess the more uh, you know the pertinent one for the district title. It looks like Wakeland and Lone Star yeah. have pole position for that uh, for that district title. Wakeland is at nine and two right now in district. Lone Star eight and three. Do you see that order holding the rest of the way? It's kind of how do you I guess how do you who do you see uh, capturing the district Wakeland title? Wakeland plays last place Frisco. Well, Frisco's tied with Independence for mm-hmm. last place. Wakeland plays Frisco twice next week. Okay. Assuming those are two wins, Wakeland is in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. They hold their own destiny uh, for a district title. But, you know, they still have to play Heritage again Friday night, depending on what happens with Lone Star and Reedy. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's so many factors, so we'll have to see what happens after Friday night. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Wakeland, district title, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to count out Heritage and Reedy for that final playoff spot. I really, really like Heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had some crazy wins this year, come from behind close wins, but... If I had to count anyone out, I know Taylor, you're gonna hate me for this. As I as I drop my mic, I think you you, pull, you pulled that off. Uh, I think Centennial misses the playoffs. Oh, Taylor's just Centennial alum. Yeah, you gonna know, put two and two together. Sorry. Right. It's a, it's a fair choice. I mean, to, they are kind of the last uh, last team in right now, mm-hmm. or the last team out, I guess. First team out, however you want to say it. But but it's just unfair. There's five good teams. That, yeah. I wish five teams could come cover six six A. I mean, that's oh, a, gosh, it's not good. I'll leave that to you. It's the exact <laughs> it's the exact same scenario. I mean, it's it's a T. Well, it, which is also another interesting conversation when playoff time starts to roll around, and that's for another day. But you know, how good are these districts? Are they just beating up on each other, or mm-hmm. or are teams really you know for real and and you look at Allen that's leading 6-6-A, you know, is that a team that if they win the district is going to make a playoff run, or mm-hmm. is it just because 6-6-A is so so crazy and, and has so much parity that everybody looks good, but maybe they're not? So A lot of it just depends. Like most years, it's just kind of how the bracket breaks. Yeah. Just how, I mean, you have teams that could, you know, a, a 
an easier road on the bracket might lead you to kind of overachieving in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you can get to the third round, then yeah, I mean, you take it any way you can. Um, let's see. So uh, we've we've looked at uh, Frisco ISD. We've looked at Plano Allen McKinney. We've also got a uh, not so much a uh, as far as playoff berths are concerned over in 14 5A. Right. Um, we've got an idea of the uh, the four teams in some mm-hmm. order will be uh, Prosper, Lake Dallas, Little Elm, and the Colony. Um, as of right now, um, Prosper in first place at 11 and 0. Lake Dallas, second place, ten and one, and then you've got Little Elm and the Colony tied at uh, seven and four for uh, third place. Um, you know, we know the four playoff teams. The more pertinent question right now is: um, as Prosper just continues to lord over fourteen five A and yet another sport, will the Eagles run the table? Or because yes. when we say this, because it's worth well, noting, because they do have a series coming up. Yeah. Yeah. They do have a series coming up next week against that second place team, Lake Dallas, and obviously for the Falcons, the district title is still very much in play. I would have to, they would have to uh, obviously they're you know they're fresh off a, a 4-0 victory over Little Elm on Tuesday they right. would need to sweep Little Elm. I was kind of shocked by that. I mean nothing mm-hmm. against Lake Dallas but I guess that was like you know they started 9-1 and one, and I was like okay let's mm-hmm. see if they're for real against Little Elm. Mm-hmm. They shut them out. 4-0. Yeah. Little Elm's got a pretty good offense. They played right. they played the Colony and Prosper really good so far this year and I, I was keeping up with it on Game Changers I'm like, uh, as I was at my game at Wakeland last night and I was like man that Ryan Depperschmidt he does it all you know in Lake Dallas. Look good on paper or on the yeah. on the computer screen, I guess you right. could say. So. Well, and Depperschmidt isn't even their uh, their ace. I mean, they they aren't where they are now uh, with a playoff spot all but you know locked up and potentially a district mm-hmm. title uh, without Mason Meeks, mm-hmm. which I think is is probably the game to watch um, when they play Prosper to round out the season. Whichever one Mason Meeks starts is going to be. Um, probably a, is Lake Dallas's best chance to win. I don't mm-hmm. know if a sweep is in the cards. I mean, maybe you never know. Like you said, they Depperschmidt uh, ran out to start uh, <laughs> in the win over Little Elm, so who knows? But Mason Meeks has just been a horse mm-hmm. all season long. Um, that's how you go from. We were talking about this uh, earlier. That's how you go from a eleven to one loss to the Colony to a, a two nothing shutout victory uh, in the same week is because you can run uh, Meeks out there, which is I think uh, you know one of the. One of the arms that's as good as anybody in the area. So they uh, and they ran Meeks out there in relief on on Tuesday mm-hmm. against uh, against Little Elm. He got the save. Um, you know, he I believe he threw the uh, final two innings. Depperschmidt pitched the first five. Depperschmidt added two hits as well, so getting it done in both uh, offense and defense. And um, too bad it's not like softball where you can just run out the same pitcher <laughs> right. every week and just right. dominate. Like you have a dominant pitcher in softball, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a good chance. You know? Right. So um, I guess uh, the odds would say that you know if Lake Dallas is going to stay consistent, Meeks is going to throw on Friday. He did throw about twenty five pitches in relief, so he'll still he'll still have plenty to work with as far as his his allotted pitch count goes. Um, But talk a little bit about Prosper, Brian. I mean, do you kind of I mean, they're uh, I mean they've looked the part right now. Although they did, I'm just looking over the scores right now. They did almost get tripped up by the Colony, but um, but beyond that, I mean, it's just been a lot of you know seven one five or five Mm -hmm. one fourteen ones. I mean, they've just just blown out just about everything else in the district. Um, Just it's. It's your same old Prosper team. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if you look, they have their 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 aces coming back: Braden Carmichael and, and Taylor Pinley, a bunch of guys. Uh, Jake Cosner, they're they're stacked. They lost mm-hmm. the heart of their order, but you know, just like Prosper always does with all the kids they have. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be a six A team next year, so they are pretty much a six A powerhouse right. playing in five A. So they're they're locked and loaded, and it's showing. You know, I, I won't be surprised. No offense, Lake Dallas, if they, <laughs> if they sweep you guys next week. Right. Well, I think the the interesting thing is you mentioned the uh, the near misstep against the Colony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shea Hardis, I believe, is yeah. the, the kid's name for the colony uh he's you know a, a stud pitcher and ace and he went against prosper and that's you know what led to them going eight mm-hmm. innings um 
you know, one run ball game. So I think that just kind of you know leans even more to what we were saying about Meeks. When you run an arm like that out there, you know sometimes it, it doesn't exactly matter what's on the other side if they if they're on. And I think Meeks is as consistent as anybody. So I could see it going a lot of different ways, but it should be an interesting series and, and an interesting fight for the district title. I mean, Prosper obviously has the advantage, and, mm-hmm. and I would I would uh, probably take them sitting here today to to yeah. lock it up. But you never know. And and either way for Lake Dallas, uh, a fantastic season for them and, and a great rebound season and an interesting an interesting team and, and case study for sure on high school baseball. It's also ironic when you look at you just mentioned obviously Prosper will be in six A. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the largest they're the largest school in District fourteen five A and it's the the uh, district title is going to come down to either gigantic Prosper right. versus <laughs> little old Lake Dallas who's barely above the five A cutoff. <laughs> Yep. Fascinating little dynamic there is the and Falcons and Eagles are uh, look to be the top two seeds in uh, in District 14 5A. Let's round this out with them um, with one more look at another um, another race, another uh, playoff race that could potentially be exciting, could potentially flame out on Friday depending on what happens. And that's over in 15 5A where Lovejoy is looking to. Uh, we'll see if Lovejoy can go three straight sports on the uh, on the guys side as far as this uh, these late season comeback <laughs> heroics. Yeah. Where uh, Lovejoy we have you know. Folks, remember if you've listened to the podcast since football season, the uh, the football team was able to overcome. What was it like a, an zero and five start to the season? Won their last five games to get into the playoffs. They so bad at the end. <laughs> I saw the and they just got demolished. And I was like, man, the, la- the team last year they looked so good, and their quarterback was hurt, their running back got hurt in that game, and they just looked terrible. And then we did one of those podcasts, and they were like on a three or four game winning streak, and y'all were talking about playoffs, and I was like. Love Joy playoffs. <laughs> Wait, what? They I, made some miraculous yeah. late season push, and then they actually even won a playoff game, got to the second round, and yeah. then the uh, then the boys basketball team was able to mount its own late charge and sneak in and win a uh, win a playing game to uh, to qualify for the last playoff spot in fifteen five A. So no, they're, just, la- they're saving themselves for the last. <laughs> no lack of theatrics, and um, <laughs> right. you know Love Joy is still there, kind of in a similar position now, at least in the uh, you know relative to baseball. As of um, following Tuesday, they uh, they let one slip away on Tuesday. They lost to a. Uh, Seventh place, uh, Mesquite Poteet, ten to nine. As of right now, they're five and six in district and fifth place in fifteen five a. They trail Royce City by two games at seven and four, uh, with three games to go. But plot twist: Lovejoy and Royce City play each other next week. <laughs> right. So that's yeah. why this is relevant. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. Maybe they need the uh, you know Todd Ford or Kyle Harum, the football coach and the uh, boys basketball coach, respectively, to give the uh, team a pep talk before uh, before <laughs> next week's series. But I don't know. It's kind of tough to get kind of tough to get a read on whether or not Lovejoy can uh, can once again uh, you know get a uh, you know get hot at the right time and parlay this into a playoff berth. You know you you've, you kind of put yourself up against the wall by losing to Poteet right. last night, a yeah, team absolutely. that you, you theoretically should have beat. You mm-hmm. know, while uh, at the same time, Roy City defeated uh, Highland Park, who's mm-hmm. in third place. Mm-hmm. To build that two-game cushion, meaning right. that I mean, Lovejoy essentially at this point has to win out. And oh, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I don't know. You're just looking over the uh, over the schedules, just the gap that they have to make up. You know, you never want to put anything past Lovejoy, which has shown that uh, that flair for the dramatic. But the odds might be a little bit too long. And um, at least um, at least judging off just basic, you know, just box score yeah. research. I mean, and you never trends know, and whatnot. But you never know because. The, the thing you have to look at is is Lovejoy did seem like a team that you know prior to that loss to Poteet had taken care of business against 
you know, the teams that they had to. And, and that's a good way to get in the playoffs in a lot of districts. Mm-hmm. You know, if you beat up on the teams that you're supposed to beat, then a lot of times you're, you wind up in that upper half without having to really do much or make much noise against the top half. But um, that lost Poteet, as you mentioned, kind of threw a wrinkle <laughs> in that plan. That that can't happen for sure. But at the same time, I think Royce City also has a lost Poteet this season. They do, yes. So, uh, you know, a, a stinker from them as well. Um, so a slightly better record, but but a fallible team there too. Uh, so uh, I mean, step one for Lovejoy is you know coming back out and rebounding against Poteet, taking care of business against the team that they should beat Friday to stay two games behind. Uh, if, if Royce City wins, um, if Royce City loses, then things and Lovejoy wins, and things get even more interesting. Um, but I think if you're Lovejoy and you're sitting mm-hmm. here. Uh, heading into Friday, I think you have the attitude that we have to go win out and, and worry about the rest later. But I think it, it starts with kind of returning to beating the teams that you should beat yeah. on Friday, and then you worry about you know Royce City when when Tuesday rolls around. It's probably going to take a uh, you know a bit of a more if you're just looking at these past few games. Um, the offense has been incredible mm-hmm. for Lovejoy. <laughs> 14 runs in their first game against North Forney, 18 runs in the <laughs> second game against North Forney, and then 9 on a Tuesday against Poteet. But by that same accord, you allowed 13 runs in both <laughs> your games against North Forney and yep. then 10 mm-hmm. runs against Poteet. So, um, it's not going to get the job yeah, done. You can only win so many shootouts yeah. in, <laughs> in high school baseball. But um, it would stand to reason that, you know, Royce, I think Royce City beating Highland Park was a little bit of a minor, minor upset, even though yeah. Highland Park's not, you know, not what it is this year. Um, but it would seem st- stand to reason that Highland Park should get that win back on Friday, so you could just have a yeah. one-game difference between these two yep. teams, and um, and yeah, then it's just a uh, basically a winner-take-all series right. down the uh, down the home stretch. So should be uh, should be fun to see where that winds up. Um, one team that is uh, that is not in any sort of danger of not winning its district title or making the playoffs is Capel. Capel is just running roughshod over um, over District Nine Six A, and that is a uh, nice springboard to our uh, fast forward rewind student athlete spotlight for this week. Uh, Kendrick Johnson was out and about chatting with um, one of the uh, stud pitchers for the Capel Cowboys, Rye Gunter, on the uh, Cowboys' latest uh, dominant season on the diamond. And here is uh, what Rye had to say. Welcome to a new episode of our Fast Forward Rewind segment. This week's guest, Capel star pitcher Rye Gunter. Do you feel the pressure, the fact that people know who you are every time you touch the mound that you expected to deliver? Uh, no, no pressure. Just my, I'm expected to go out there and perform every week, week in, week out, so... Uh, it just adds to my adrenaline whenever I get out there on the mound, go out there and throw strikes and blow up a lot of people. So. What's been the key to your success so far this year? Uh, the ability to throw strikes, uh, blow up by people with fastball, and still be able to throw curveballs and uh, off-speed pitch. How big a deal from a team perspective is to make a, a far run? Uh, especially being here at Coppell, it, it's, it, it's expected from us every year just because the talent has come through here. It's... It's a it's a standard here at Coppell to go deep in the playoffs every year. What did you learn from last year's playoff run? Uh, it humbled us somewhat from last year's run, only going two rounds deep and losing to Oak Ridge. Uh, just knowing that anybody can beat us at any time, so we have to stay humble at all times. How much do I talk about those? Is this kind of it's in the past or something that yeah. I do talk about for motivation? We don't really talk about it much. It's just it's in the past now, and we don't really talk about it at all. How's it good to, to be able to do what y'all are doing in the district so far this year? It's been really good just to see that we can beat anybody on any type of day. Uh, 
want to go out there and win every game so far. Does it make you feel good the fact that, that even if you struggle that you know your team can pick you up and y'all can still find a way to win? It's not like you have to be perfect for y'all to get the W. Yeah, this year our hitting's been the best it's ever been uh, since I've been here at least. Uh, just going out there knowing I don't have to throw a perfect game every time or get up zero runs every time, knowing that my hitters are going to get us four, five, six, seven, eight runs. Uh, every game is a good thing to know. Does it feel good the fact that people come to see you, but people are starting to see that, hey, you, the Coppell Cowboys as a team is good and, that, and some of your other boys can. Who's some people that are under the radar that people need to be on the lookout for? Uh, the team as a whole, I feel like we were under the radar from the start, just not having all these commits. Uh, a bunch of pitchers, a bunch of hitters that have really been carrying their weight at every position has been really helpful for the team. Speaking of commit, what got you to commit to the good old boys from LSU in uh, Bayou City? Uh, I grew up in North Louisiana, so it's always been a dream school for me. Oh, what, what part? Uh, Monroe, West Monroe area. Get, get out of here. <laughs> I live in West Monroe. Really? I know about the Rebels. Yes, sir. I'm straight off of 7th Street by the Sonic. <laughs> does, it, does it feel feel good the fact that now you're going to a good program, a good school, that you're going to be on the SEC and get all kinds of exposures for scouts? Yes, sir. It's uh, Playing in the SEC, there's nothing like it. Going against the best competition in the country. Uh, I'll be tested, and uh, I'll either do really well or I'll have to work really hard at it. How does Coppell got you ready for that next level? Uh, just the previous talent that's come through here has really made me work to be able to play here and all the coaches and all the staff here has really helped me with their, with their knowledge and with their wisdom just to help me be where I am today. But you've been a nice laid-back guy. How you embrace this big spotlight that you've been in because of your talent? Because you seem like you just want to go out and pitch and go home and go about your business. <laughs> yeah, me personally, I just... Very, pretty reserved Max person, speed, so just gonna be the moment it's uh, there. I just go out there and pitch and do my job and go home and put my work. Hey, where you headed? So, when you're not working out and thinking baseball, well, what is what is Rod going to do? Uh, classwork mostly, hang out with friends, uh, just being outdoors, enjoying life as it is. You like any other sports? You keep you keep up with? I used to play football uh, in high school, but. Uh, baseball's always been my life. So. Like, do you watch any, like, college or NFL or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, watching college football, watching LSU Tigers play <laughs> SEC football. It's nothing like it. That's cool. It's like that on, on Saturdays. You're going to you get to go to Tiger Stadium for the next four years. <laughs> yes, sir. Going out there watching them play Alabama next year at home should be something else. How many times have you been to the box? I've been to the box three times. I've never seen a, a home game there. I've only been there for camps and uh, fall scrimmages, but I've, I've always wanted to play there, so it should be fun. Are you going to go see a game um, this year, or are you just going to wait till when you got that jersey on, it'll be your first time at, at everything, suck it all in and all at once? Yeah, I'll probably wait till I go down here during the summer, and uh, next fall will probably be my first time to play there. So, Do you, do you even keep up with what's happening with them, or you just kind of follow that away to that's next year you deal with it when you get to it? Uh, I follow them. I've been following them uh, through SEC play and stuff like that, and it's been fun to watch how they've done as a team, knowing uh, a couple kids that are down there right now. It's just been fun to watch it. If somebody's going to give a scout report on you, what do you think they would say about your pitcher? What do you bring to the table? Uh, I think they'd say that I'm an overpowering pitcher, loved by a lot of people, um, tall, lanky kid, uh, really projectable, and has a demeanor on the mound that's unmatched. So, so what, do you, what, do you, what do you think your two best strengths are? Uh, probably my mental toughness and uh, ability to throw strikes and clutch situations. I think that's my two biggest strengths. If you're, if you're fortunate to hear your name calling the minor league draft, would you ever consider skipping LSU or you got your mind made up you're going to go to the Bayou City? Uh, just, it just depends on what the situation's like. But 
either, either way, it's a win-win situation. So, uh, are you looking forward to the draft just to see what happens? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not leaning one way or the other. So, gotcha. Do you do, um, when you go to LSU? Will you be a straight pitcher, or will you be will you be um, somebody that like, pitches one day and be on the field, or someone the next? I'll be a, I'll be a pitcher only at LSU. Are you looking forward to that? Yes, sir, I am. Talk about the support here, because like Cowboy Nation's in full effect. Yeah, just being in Coppell, there's the facilities here and the, the fans here and the families here. They just come out every game and support us at the home field, and it's, there's nothing like it. Is it is now that y'all people y'all kind of establish yourself as the dominant team in the district? Do you think y'all getting everybody's best shot, which will get y'all ready for the playoffs? Yeah, I think that every time we go out there, we're going to see everybody's ace. So uh, it's been really testing us throughout district and throughout tournaments. So we should be ready for playoffs. After being on that mound last year in the playoffs, is there is there anything in your mentality that you're like this cannot happen again? Like that you're looking for like I won't say redemption, but to kind of let everybody know that, hey, this season was not a fluke, that y'all that real dominant team y'all been all year? Uh, I just go out there and try to think that get everybody out. Uh, don't fear anybody, but respect everybody. That mentality, go out there on the ground every game. I just feel the fact that you leave such a legacy being a high school American and all these accolades that people going to be talking about you four or five years from now here at Coppell, like you made your own mark. Uh, I try not to think about that. I just go out there and play with my boys and I try to win every game. What's been your best game so far this year and why? Uh, probably the last game against uh, Richardson Berkner. Uh, just ability to throw strikes in every situation, ability to throw a curveball whenever I needed to. It's just uh, really helped me out. I, I got to ask you, I see your buddies out here dancing and stuff in the background. <laughs> what, 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 what's, what, what's your mentality? Is that y'all see the guy got loose, loose Bob around here. Yeah, we, we really just try to have fun with it, but still put in the work at the same time. It's just, it's been a really fun year so far, and the, the vibe of this team is really nice. So uh, we're just going to try to have fun with it while it lasts and try to go as far as we can. How's your coach been a positive influence on y'all? Uh, both our coaches, Coach Clark and Coach Rushing, has been really helpful throughout this entire experience in our high school careers. Uh, just been there with knowledge beyond belief. And just been there for us, uh, coaching us as well as they can, as well as any coach can. It's just been really nice. If I question me, just sum up your, your high school career and how, how much you're looking forward to being a Tiger all at once. So let's go from a Cowboy to a Tiger. <laughs> uh, just... Being here the last four years has been really fun, really exciting. I'll never forget these four years just pitching it at the Coppell Field and with these with these teammates has been really exciting. But I'm really looking forward to the next three or four years at Alex Box and under Coach Mary and Coach Dunn and Coach Nolan Kane and with all those guys out there, it's going to be really fun. Thank you to Kendrick and Rye for that uh, for that little chit chat right there. So as we uh, as we do, we're going to round things out by talking about our Friday coverage slates, plus any other news and notes from our uh, from our next of the woods. Uh, Brian, you're going to be looking at a busy few days. Talk a little <laughs> bit about how you're going to be rounding out your week. It's not just Friday for me. I'll be in Georgetown for the state soccer tournament. Covering a million teams Thursday, Friday, <laughs> we and covering everyone. Teams. We do have a million teams yeah. going, <laughs> and potentially Saturday. Depending, yeah. there's a chance that I could be covering four consecutive games on Saturday, mm-hmm. all for the uh, 
soccer state championship. So we'll see how that goes. Yep, you've got the Wakeland boys mm -hmm. and girls on Thursday, the uh, the Marcus girls and the Capel boys on Friday, mm -hmm. and then any winners will play on into Saturday and try and bring a state championship back to the Metroplex. Um, Taylor, our, our our coverage isn't as pressing; doesn't have that the stakes as high. About? But, um, but we've got a, a, a fascinating uh, finale for for, yeah. uh, for District Six Six A softball. Game number which fourteen. You, yeah, which you saw a fun one last night. Talk yeah. a little about what you got going down on Friday. Oh my gosh! Well, you mentioned last night. We'll talk about that game for a second. The uh, eight inning, sixteen thirteen Allen victory over Plano East was just bonkers. Pretty much from I don't want to say start mm -hmm. to finish because I think in the first three innings East jumped out to a five nothing lead and it looked like you know they were at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, they could lock up a playoff spot. They could eliminate Allen. Uh, they were going to, you know, kind of take control and cruise, and then all of a sudden just a uh, bonkers game broke out. Um, it went eight. Allen scored, I think, five in the top of the seventh mm -hmm. to go up 13-9. to nine. East came back and tied it at 13 in the bottom of the seventh. Allen scored another three <laughs> in the top of the eighth to, to get to the 16-13 final uh, and keep their playoff hopes alive. So that's why game 14 uh, matters so much for both of us. I will be out at... Um, Plano, uh, where East will head to uh, have a matchup with the Lady Wildcats. East still controls uh, its own destiny. Mm -hmm. They beat Plano, then then what Allen does uh, doesn't matter. Um, but if uh, East loses to Plano, then things get really interesting again. And I, I know you'll be out there uh, for Allen and Wiley. So, yep, I'll be out at uh, at Allen for their uh, regular season finale um, against against Wiley. It's a matchup between us. Taylor just alluded to. You know, Allen's in fifth place right now at six and seven in the district. They're one game behind Plano East. Um, like I said, the stage the stakes are simple. Allen win. Allen wins. East loses, yep, and Allen Allen's gets in. in by virtue of the head to head for the which, first I mean, time since. Let's just like let's not even like let, let's not bury that. Uh, I mean, what a uh, considering what the expectations were at the start oh of the season. Gosh, yeah. I mean, the two of you and I picked uh, you know picked Plainways to win this district. Mm -hmm. So I mean, uh, you know, nuts to us. But um, but then you got a team <laughs> like uh, like Allen, where I mean, thirteen what, years what is a, that right? It's been since 2005. So 12 yeah. official seasons. Yeah. I mean, the wow. team that's looking for its first playoff berth since 2005. What a, uh, I mean, it's at the beginning of the year, you know, just to, uh, to forecast that Allen would have swept Plano East. That is one of the, I mean, it's going to happen soon as far as snapping that playoff around. Right. You know, they, you and the Lady so. Eagles have taken a massive step in their mm -hmm. second year under head coach Philip Spaniel, and they're knocking on the door of that, uh, that playoff spot. They've got to take care of business against a solid Wiley team. Wiley is third place in the district at 8-5. and five. Um, you know, they still have, um, well, let's see, I guess they still have plenty to play for, too, just from a seating standpoint, because them and East mm -hmm. could theoretically tie from right. um, for um, uh, at, at I think eight so, and, yeah. at uh, eight and six. So um, in any case, that Wiley team's not a team that would roll over or you know. Oh yeah, or, I, I just or saw take them take a game uh, off against. I, mean, I saw them last week. I mean, just take Plano first place, yeah. Plano district champion, Plano right down to the wire before yeah. losing six to five. They got a lot of power. Wiley's for real. I think Wiley is is it's tough to say underrated at this mm -hmm. point. Um, you know, with with the season that they've had, but certainly underrated coming into the season, and and I would say a little bit of a surprise just mm -hmm. how good they've been, but. That's a, a softball team that is absolutely for real and, and has the capability to make some noise in the playoffs. And they, like I said, they're not going to roll over and, mm -hmm. and let Allen, okay, you guys try to get in the play. Like, it's it's going to be a dogfight for Allen and, and a, a, a true test of if they're really ready to take that mm -hmm. next step and, and get back into the postseason. Should be fun. So, yeah, that should be uh, should be a fun little Friday night for uh, for all of us. 
So um, whether we're here in Plano or down in uh, <laughs> down in Old Georgetown, Brian, have fun. Uh, have fun covering state soccer. Um, otherwise, folks, um, that is about all we had for this. Um, we'll be live tweeting up a storm for all these games. You can follow me along on Twitter at mwelchslm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you've I've had you say your Twitter handle on this a ton. <laughs> so if you haven't followed Brian Murphy right by now, yeah, what's what, wrong? With what you, are you doing? Uh, <laughs> at Brian Murphy underscore mm-hmm. and it's Brian with a Y. That's for you, cool. Taylor. Where can it is uh, at Taylor Raglan, uh, R-A-G-L-I-N. Uh, no uh, spaces, no underscores, nothing. Right. Clean and easy. No one has your name on Twitter? <laughs> no. Lucky. I'm the only one. Um, so, yeah, folks, I hey, appreciate you for checking this out. We'll be back on, um, actually, Brian will have some rapid reaction podcasts from the action down at State Soccer, so be on the lookout for those. Otherwise, we'll be back on Monday with another edition of the uh, Star Local Media Sports Podcast. Folks, appreciate y'all checking this out. Y'all enjoy the rest of the week, and we will talk to y'all later. Thanks again to our sponsors, Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.